Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And if you are new here, welcome to this podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, and then whatever else we decide to talk mm-hmm. about. And, uh, you know, we're not marriage experts or anything like that, but we do share a lot of our life and real life stories. And I got a tagline for us. Say it. We're not marriage experts, but we know a thing or two. We're not marriage experts, but we know a thing or two based on experience. Correct. So, listen, what I thought about today and what we're going to do is review the movie Malcolm and Marie. It's a new movie out on Netflix. I don't think it's only been out, what, a week? About a week ago. A week? Oh, it came out this weekend. Okay, so yeah, literally this past weekend, today's Tuesday the 9th, 8th, 7th, 9th. Um, And so it came out over this past weekend. And I'm going to tell you now, if you haven't seen the movie and you would like to and you don't want spoilers, cut this off. Cut it off, patrons. Get out of here. This is your... This is your warning. This is your warning. Did y'all mean to... Did you put in the Patreon that spoilers? No, we're telling them now. Oh, shoot. I meant to tell y'all to watch it last night, but I didn't know if we was going... I didn't know... We were going back and forth. We were going back and forth, and then it's it's Pacific Standard Time, so it was like 10 a.m. or p.m. You should... Well... No, it's okay. Okay. I never really had that intent to watch it, because it's dark. I'm kind of good. It's... Scram, you... Somebody put that in the comments. It's exhausting. I am exhausting of this. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. It's absolutely... I think sometimes we... As blacks and people of color, we can decide to opt out of a trauma movie. Oh, I still haven't watched um, when they see Ava. Thank you. I still haven't watched When They See Us. And I didn't I didn't see Khalif Browder. And I watched Khalif Browder. After Khalif Browder, I said enough. I got to take the next one off. I don't need it. Anymore. I couldn't do Khalif Browder. I, I was paying attention to the story in real time. And I, I, I couldn't. Even I if could you paid do. attention in real time, watching it strung together for 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. Then Liz was like, Kev, me and Mel was crying for an hour. You got to watch it. I, th- I cannot th- do You don't have to watch I it. I cannot do This is what happened. So my sister came over on a Saturday and she, we were both like, oh, we want to watch something funny. Let's find. And it was during the time that um, Dave Chappelle was like coming back. He was doing all his Netflix stuff. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen any of his old stuff. We should watch. Mm-hmm. We were thoroughly convinced netflix was going to have it netflix did not have it correct so we were like okay well what else should we watch and netflix suggested this documentary and we were like yes let's watch that instead of this really funny thing that we intended on watching by the end sobbing i mean out loud tears (laughs) it was on the inside and outside of your inside outside ugly quivering fistful of tissue it was terrible. And by the end, you ever laugh and realize how ridiculous you look that you can't do anything but laugh at you for crying? That, yeah. That's how we were. We were crying like that. Like yeah. we are really dumb that we just spent our Saturday morning watching this movie filled with trauma and now we're in tears and we have a headache. <laughs> it was Crying yourself into the a worst. headache. You'd be like, I did not have to do this. It was the worst thing yeah. ever. Don't watch it at all. It's unnecessary trauma that you don't need in your and life. And y'all, I'm sorry, man, but it was it was I was tired too. I was like, I should tell Patreon, but it was already like eleven. When we watched it last night. We finished it all. And no, I no, because we watched um No, no, no. I'm talking about when I remember to post about it. Oh, god. It was it. already like eleven our time, which means oh, it was two AM. Sure. So I figured like the chance of you waking yeah. up and watching a movie like that. No, no, it's not a like, it's not a wake up in morning movie. Yeah. It's, no, no, no. So no, you no. have the option also of not going from now until you watch it. The choice is yours. Y'all can't get mad at me and Liz. We giving you the upfront. We still ain't started talking about it. We four minutes. No, in. that's why I purposely want to give you time to like click out. Okay, click out, click out. We don't want to ruin don't it. Click out. I want to hear it. The choice is yours. Let me. There's a lesson in this, real quick. Uh-huh. I want to say that because this is what JoJo be doing. I be telling him you got control of your life. He be mad because we be loud, right? And he be coming in my room to hang out, and I listen to Tiny Desk very loud, and I play FIFA. That's my vibe. So he going to come in my room, lay on my bed, and be like, could you turn it down? No, I can't. Is that you what you can, told him? Yes. I said, you can go into your room. See, you control this moment. Oh, he's in our room. You're in my room Got or it. you're in a common area. Got it. If you want quiet, go to your room, close the door. Don't expect other people to cater to you Absolutely, when that's you true. have control. 100%. So you want quiet, go to your room, put your headphones on. Correct. Got, I got noise canceling. You could borrow my bow. Correct. If you want to be so quiet. Uh, but if I'm gonna be, if as for me and my videos, we gonna be loud. 
Now, right, if right. I'm in the common area being loud, we got an issue. Right, right, right. But if I'm loud in my room, actually, what was happening? He was in the loft. I was in my room. Uh. And I was, you know, I had my tiny desk going. And he was, you know, and that's that's to this point in life. You can be upset with us, but you, but you also can close out. There you go, Liz. Shoes be heavy on my feet. Also, can you put your foot all the way up? Melissa has given up on wearing her own socks. No, these are Kev's socks, and they're new. I popped the tags off of them and everything. Girl, I was looking for it. This is, this is, where are the rest? I don't know. I was looking for my new pack of socks this morning, Josh. Yes. They I go are. to where I know I put they're them. They're comfortable to the mud. In the pack. Now, I'm wearing Amazon Basics. <laughs> Because I couldn't find the Ethica socks that I doggone just ordered. These jokes, they still got the crease in them. Not only did she take them, she undid the thing, but didn't put them where my socks go. She done confiscated a whole package of socks, and I got Amazon Basics. Because she don't want to buy her own socks. You can't. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> This woman ain't wore her own socks. I don't even buy socks. Listen, you want to know what Melissa's pajamas are? Why don't you just buy two of all of them now? Josh. And it's my fault. Really, at this point, it is my fault. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I'm tripping this morning, running late, because I don't hit my snooze. That's not the reason why you were late. It didn't help. <laughs> I went up. I'm like, I know I got a pack of fresh socks in there. First of all, this is another oh my male. God. The, the, another, my feet are in here comfortable. Didn't about they doing this inside the sock. She done popped the cherry on my sock. Sure <laughs> I was like, let me throw away these Amazon basics because I got a new pair of socks. A pack. Gone. I don't want. Not I like his socks. That's the problem, Becca. She got pajamas. She got lingerie. She got all this stuff. What does she do? Let me get this T-shirt from Kev. <laughs> we do. I remember we was in Paris. I bought her all type of sleepwear. She'd be like, "Oh, this is so cute. This is great. This is comfortable." Your shirt, though. <laughs> oh, I can't big, wear fake Kev cities. Big confiscation. Confisc. What is that word? Confiscation. What is that word? Confiscate. Is confiscation a word? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not, it wasn't confiscated. It was confiscated. I was trying to say big confiscation energy. That's not a word, is it? Confiscation? It doesn't even sound right. That just don't sound. Oh, they're. Can you ask them if this appointment is? is for us or for me or for Kev tomorrow? Halima said, Kev, it's your fault. Buy some socks too. <laughs> Precisely. It's selfish if you ask me. There's a funny tweet that I wanted to put to you. This girl said, once I say out loud that I'm hungry, it's my boyfriend's problem now. <laughs> said, this is Melissa. I'm hungry. What are you going to do about this? <laughs> what are no, you going to do about it? It's not the food. It's the ice cream. It's, man, I sure wish I had some ice cream. Man, I would be thinner if Melissa didn't buy so much ice cream. <laughs> oh, the first? Okay, so listen. While we're here, we're going to take a really quick break, and I'm going to tell you about Flex which I am so excited about. I've been wanting to partner with Flex for like very long time. Why? Because if you are in my book club, if you know anything about me, to be honest, then you know that I am on the winning team and the winning team is... Menstrual Cups. Menstrual Cups. They're fantastic. <laughs> They're phenomenal. They are literally what you should be doing with your life. And that's on Period. Period. That's oh, on period. That's on period. Yes. It actually works the best I right know, there. Thank you. Nice, Liz. Thank you. That's on. Thank you. Mary had a little period. Yes, she did, Chad. <laughs> it was his fleece wasn't white no more. <laughs> Ashley with flex, it can stay white hey, though. Oh, two for two. Hey, okay, that's real life. Once you figure it out though, you know, it'd be a learning curve. I love menstrual cups and I specifically love flex. They have both the disposable disc and they have the reusable ones and they are phenomenal. If you are a slender, I like their reusable ones specifically because it has number one, it's like really um, like thin material and it has a little pulley. So it comes out of your body a lot easier than like trying to go up in there with two fingers and pull it out. This is the thing. If you are a teacher, if you are a person that works in like daycare or if you're in banking or if you're like us and we travel a lot or you're on vacation, having your period at any time 
is quite literally the most be like, inconvenient. What? We going to Cabo? Nice. Bro, that's exactly. I'm coming hey, girl. Too. <laughs> hey, you ain't talking about Cabo? What I'm you talking about? Bag. It's over there in the corner. Yes, it's literally the most inconvenient heifer that you ever have in your life. And that's just that's just what it is. But with menstrual cups, specifically with flex, it just makes it more manageable because it takes the guesswork out. It takes the uh, you can use them a lot longer in the day. And once it's secure, once it's secure up in there. She's so secure. You ain't got nothing to worry about, child. Ain't no leaks. Ain't no mishaps. Ain't no sneezing accidents. Hey, man, I, I seen a video of this girl, comedian girl. She, it was funny. She had sneezed, and then it cut to, like, on your period. It yeah. cut to a waterfall. Listen and to I me. And I asked Liz, I said, what's that? She was like, no, that's, that's, that's what it be. You be like, ooh, hold on. <laughs> or if you laugh too hard, <laughs> child, it'd be a whole entire mess. So I'm super excited. If you cannot tell, we literally probably have three or four threads within my book club talking about menstrual cups because they, like, resurface at least once or twice a year. It's quite literally my favorite thing. They're eco-friendly. They have leak protection, the longevity. They're a lot cheaper because you're not constantly uh, replacing them, especially if you get the reusable ones. If you get the... Um, the disposable ones, you can use them and have sex. Really? Correct. The reusable cup is made with a velvety soft material for a comfortable fit, which I will tell you of all the menstrual cups that I've used, theirs is the most comfortable and it does have like a really soft um, feel to it. It just feels more comfortable in your body. The Flex Dis reduce waste by 60% compared to pads and tampons. Um, so the planet will thank you as well. And they just make it easy. Honestly, if you're going to have to have a period anyway. And you can't stop that too. You menopause. can't stop that. Then like, why not try to make it as easy and as livable as possible and all the things that you hate they like address those things so say goodbye to leaks mess and stress say hello to healthier periods for people and the planet with flex go to flexfits.com slash love hour love hour and use code love hour for 20 percent off flex disc starter kits or 10 percent off your first flex cup plus free u.s shipping that's code love hour love hour at flex Fit, that's F-L-E-X, fit.com slash love hour. Please try this. I highly recommend this. It's the only thing that I use. And once you get it down, girl, you'll be like, no, this is the winning squad. I was unaware. I was unaware. But thank you for hipping me the game. All right. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. Let's get into it. So Malcolm and Marie is a movie that follows a night of a couple, Malcolm and Marie, obviously. And Malcolm is a film director. Mm -hmm. And he wins an award on this night. And immediately you see them coming into the house. And that's kind of where this picks up. And it is immediately apparent that Marie, played by Zendaya, moniker, no last name, uh, is irritated. Like, this woman clearly has an attitude, but she's trying to work through it. So she's making her man some macaroni and cheese because, you know, at award shows, what do I know? I've never gone, but I can assume that at award shows that the food is trash and they just be like little hors d'oeuvres or whatever. And so she's like literally making him like some craft macaroni and cheese, asking if he wants salted or unsalted butter, which I just found to be hysterical. Mm -hmm. And he's like going off about the night. He's kind of excited and talking about it, but he can tell. And apparently they've had like an earlier conversation where he kind of noticed that she was filling away and she's like I'm fine I'm fine I said I'm fine but you keep asking me and now I'm not about to be fine but I told you that I'm fine and also she said let's not talk about this tonight she did let's go to bed correct and mistake number one he kept poking the bell and listen in marriage there's been times Melissa been like hey 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 mm. let's not let's not talk about this tonight that ain't what you want yes and i'd be like especially early in our marriage in my family we talk about things the day it happens and tonight we're gonna talk about it and then there have been time i did it and then i've been like i, I should have went to bed i should have went to i should just went to bed that's actually one of the first points is that i think a lot of times especially when you grow up churchy and you hear don't let the don't let anger don't let set, the sun set on your anger set on your anger i said anger set on your anger but don't let the sun set on your anger uh <laughs> I think we always feel like we have to resolve issues. And I, even as at a younger age, like before I really started reading books, whatever, uh, 
I recognize even then that sometimes the best thing that you can do is take a break from a conversation. Take a break. Because I think what happens is, and what happened with uh, Malcolm and Marie, is that you're flooded. And that's like a literal emotion that happens. Those yes. fight or flight senses that come over your body happen in an argument. Yes. And so your body is like, Okay, so now I don't have all of this emotion. I have all of this adrenaline going, and now I'm on attack mode. And that's what happens. And then this dialogue becomes extremely unhealthy. And listen, I want to be clear because I'm going to we're going to get into this. I want to be clear that their relationship is toxic, period. Point blank. There is no two ways to cut with the line up, which is what? Exclamation point. Yes. Like there is. No two ways about it. This relationship is toxic and abusive. Shouts to Britney Spears. Uh, he is, uh, uh, his name is Malcolm, played by John David Washington. Mm, that, that boy, John David, that Denzel boy. He was very verbally abusive. Oh, and that man. is unacceptable behavior. I want to make sure that's clear. And I say that. Unacceptable behavior, period. And he was gaslighter. And he was gaslighting. Like all of the traits was just unacceptable. That's period. Um, but I think we all, and I said this in the thing that like some of this was like relatable. And what I mean by relatable is not the toxicity of it. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that if you're in a toxic relationship that you find a way, the courage, whatever, to get out of it. And that's not to minimize how difficult that still can be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think there really is something relatable to like the nuts and bolts of a situation, not the like everything that's layered on top of it, right. the abuse and the toxicity and that. But the idea of having an argument with your spouse, saying things maybe that are below the belt, arguing for a little bit longer than you probably should have when you should have ended it and just went to bed, allowed your emotions to downgrade and decompress so you can come back the next day not flooded and allow things to come out in a more mature healthy way yes but the fact that they kept going all night like i think i can remember my parents arguing like that when i was younger really yes do you think that had an effect on how you view your relationship i'm sure it did i'm i mean i don't know what that is but i'm sure that it did Hmm. what are your thoughts i'm just wondering like if you grow up with your parents arguing like that do you be like i guess you only have either two options i'm never going to do that or I'm going to do this because this is what I know. Yeah. And we often re- re- repeat what we've seen because yeah, we literally were, don't know a different it's way. It's been modeled before you. Right. Or modeled for you. Right. Like, well, this is how we are. This is my mom. And, and I don't even think it's always conscious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just what you saw. Luckily for me, I saw my dad super chill. But before that, dad, my mom's, my sister's dad was verbally abusive. And I only have one memory of that. Mm-hmm. And he could have been physically abused. I never asked my mom. But I remember one time he smashed egg sandwich. I told you that mm-hmm. before. And I just used to think, what if that was what I saw all the time? Yelling, screaming, plates smashing mm-hmm. instead of a one memory. Right. And then the rest of, you know, Willie right. D. I might call my dad Willie D. O'Kell. Uh, no one says that. Daddo. Daddo is more commonly. But Willie D. O'Kell is what I say. Um, that calm, loving behavior modeled out for 20 years. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, I think I'd be a different person 100%. if that was that dude was my dad and he all I knew was yelling in anger. Absolutely. You know what I'm the other thing that I found that was interesting is that um, a lot of people were like, I never argue like that, da, 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 having those kind of you know revelations. And I think that's true. I think for some people, you may never have 15 arguments in one night. You know what I right, mean? Right, you might have pieces. No, not just that. I was telling uh, Joshua and Rebecca this. Bex? Uh, they had that. But I think what's more common is that people have one argument over 15 years. Oh. And that's what, when I was looking at this, again, I look, maybe I'm looking at things just a little bit differently, you know, because when you read stuff and be listening yeah, to podcasts, you yeah. know, you kind of like dissect and stuff more than you want to. But I was like, even if, even if I've never, you and I have never stayed up arguing like that mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. But have we had one argument that's been consistent over the course of our relationship? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And I felt like some of what they've said and some of what was demonstrated in the movie was the idea of those emotions over a course of time. But for a movie's sake, it's condensed to one night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a fantastic point. 
I think that's a fantastic point. Because when you think about it, and we were talking about this after we watched it, and I found this to be so fascinating, that her argument started and ended with the same point. Listen, you and Bex said that, and it wasn't like a metaphorical, this is what she was saying. Literally. Literally. You didn't thank me. Yes. All th- around the mulberry yes. bush, their entire relationship. He was talking about everything but the main Correct. thing. Correct. Is it this? Maybe it's this. She said what it was. He said, no, nah, this is what you feel. No, you're jealous. No, this, this, and this, and this, and your drugs. And at the very end. She said it came right back to it. You didn't thank me. I found that to be so powerful because I think what happens is. Had the gratitude been shown in the beginning, everything, that in-between portion of their arguments, it's smaller. It doesn't mean as much because I feel appreciated. I feel valued. I feel thanked. I feel seen. I feel all of those things. So everything else, you can get the benefit of the doubt. I can sweep up under the rug. I can minimize it because he understands my importance and my value in the scheme of these things. Chad, when that's not happening, everything else is heightened because at the root, you don't feel valued, seen, appreciated, thanked, whatever, that gratitude. Listen, in sports, they always say winning cures all. Yes. If you feel this and that and blah, huh? My shirt's falling down. (laughs) (laughs) You feel all that. When you win, it's like, but at least we won. Mm -hmm. You know, blow out or barely, at least we won. When you lose, everything is way more justified. Yes. So his win... If he would have just said in his little speech that we didn't see, man, to my girl who held me down through thick. I mean, you would have got away with all. Apparently, he been, them, them resentments was here. All them slights, they compounding. And it's like when you have a fire and you throw like, uh, you know, you'd like flambe something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Him not thanking her was the. <sighs> yes. He done threw grease fire. And had, one little thing could have gone. That argument could have been. Subsided for another five years. Right. Until the next time he had a chance to thank her. Um, and I said, man, I ain't going to hold you. I said, Kev, you triggered. He was like, I am. I. I am triggered. I cried. Why? This is a this is a thing Melissa and I have been dealing with. And it is exhausting. Someone in the comments was like, or I just uh, saw exhausting. It was the most exhausting movie I've probably ever seen. I, w- I woke up exhausted thinking about it. I, it's exhausting. And uh, I'm going to let you finish. I apologize. It's okay. And if you have been in a toxic relationship, I understand how this absolutely can be triggering. Mm-hmm. There's I, a couple people in the Patreon who was like, I saw one hour. I said, no. Nope, I get it. That reminded me of that man. I was talking to someone on the way in today. Because uh, after she watched it, she texted me and was like, I was triggered because my ex was just like Malcolm. When I tell you on the way here, I was like, tell me more. I need to understand what you what you meant, what you didn't mean. Because what I saw, that was unacceptable. And, right. the, and the thought of you being in that and not saying anything triggers me. Yeah. So let's have this conversation. Yeah. I think the parts of which I was like Malcolm were the unthanked. Uh, the taking for granted, right? I feel like in my relationship, I've often fe- uh, felt like, oh, let's go. That that goes without saying. You know, mm-hmm. you know how you feel. You know how much you mean to me. You know how you blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think day in and day out, you get into this habit of not uh, saying things. And then as you're elevating, I, and, and, and let me be clear, like, I are often... Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been working on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but often I don't, yeah. you know, and I think if Malcolm was into the habit of thanking her in his life, then when it came to the big moment, sure. he would, you know, if it was in his habit or his, even in his ritual. This episode is brought to you by ritual. When we're putting things in our bodies, it comes to something that we take every day. Ritual is clean, vegan-friendly, multivitamins formulated with high-quality nutrients in a bioavailable forms your body can actually take. Get into the habit of putting the right things in your body with Ritual. Listen, Melissa just did a brand deal with Ritual. I love Ritual. I do take Ritual uh, in the morning time because that's part of my routine that I need to do. And I love it because it is uh, vegan friendly. They have traceable products and they have really good stuff that you're putting into your body to help fill those nutrition gaps because Tony Baker has perpetuated this lie that I don't eat. (laughs) 
And so because of that, Joshua I need to tour, fill. What do you think? Shut up, Joshua. <laughs> and so what I need is for, because uh, you, you're, no matter how good you are, strict you are on your diet, the fact of the matter is you're going to have holes to fill. Absolutely. And Ritual can come in and fill those holes. Yeah. Uh, ritual makes healthy habits easy. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription at any time. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they will refund your order. Get key nutrients without the BS. Uh, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash love hour. Love hour. To start your ritual today. And what's great is they now have a formula available for women, men, teens, and they also have one for uh, pregnant women as well. So you can get, fill in those gaps and make sure your kids... Uh, Nutrition gaps are filled, and more, especially and specifically, your man's, because you know they don't do nothing but eat steak and eggs. Amen. Okay. Um, you were triggered. You were triggered. You were. Triggered. I was. I. Won't even, I won't even say I was triggered. Okay. I saw the potential fallout from similar actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see. I listen. I don't know if you saw me. I was looking at you a lot. I know you were. Did you feel it? Yes. I was like. Eh. Is it me, Kevin? I think you were more triggered than I was. I listen. Let me tell you what. I want y'all to know this Patreon and all this stuff. You know, there's Kevin the person, and there's Kevin on stage, also the person. But then there's Kevin the husband, and I don't want y'all to think that I'm perfect in any way. And I don't mean that like everybody not perfect. Like one of my biggest things because she said this too. uh, You work basically. You work. There's a way you treat me, and there's a way you treat everybody else Mm -hmm. around. You know, usually with softer gloves. And a lot of times because in my, especially at All Deaf, most of those people were, were under me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they they uh, reported to me. I had to treat them with care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, dang, there's times that I haven't even treated you with that yeah. much care. I don't believe to say I'm as narcissistic as Malcolm. Yeah, but I, bad. yeah, I think I can have taken you for granted. Uh I, I I acknowledge what you brought to my life. I'm fully aware that I would not be where I am without many of your sacrifices. Mostly you allow me to chase my dreams and working a stable job. But even like conversationally wise and business wise, uh, your wisdom and stuff. So um, but a lot of times that stuff was unsaid mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, or said on camera, but not in person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, which I often um, it's so funny that you said that uh, for Zendaya or her character. I think it was twofold where it was missing out on those private moments of thanks, but also on the opportunity for for the biggest platform of your life or your getting this mm-hmm. award or someone said it was a movie premiere. I don't remember which one. I it thought was it was premiere. a war. Okay, the premiere. Um, you have this opportunity on this huge stage to publicly thank me and that wasn't happening. And it's so funny because um, I'm not all, I, because words of affirmation is not my love language, public acknowledgement in that way isn't important. However, I understand the importance on that platform, what she was saying. Yeah, And it's only compounded by the lack of in real life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times for um, not just us, I mean, like literally for a lot of people, you may see something publicly and assume it's that way in private. But if it's only done in public, it can feel disingenuous to the person who on the receiving end where I feel like you don't even give me that in public in private. So are you doing this for the pat on the back publicly or are you doing this actually for me? Yeah. Uh that's why I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. So I think um, for that, you know, one thing my therapist always always says is question your motives. Yes. And there's the, the – the, also, man, a lot of times there's a certain amount of self-awareness that I think people don't have. Mm-hmm. And I'm people too. I, I don't even – like, for instance, I'll give you – Quick example. Often when you come into this office, you look beautiful Mm -hmm. because you are done up, you know, blah, blah, blah. So and often we're already rolling in live. So I'm like, oh, girl, you look good. Blah, blah, blah. Give you a kiss, whatever. Um, But at home, you ain't you don't you're not often getting up dressed and what? No, I'm agreeing with you. That is true. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, 
don't you don't you don't be doing your makeup? No, not at all. Right. So, but that doesn't mean you're not beautiful. Right, right, right. And I don't think there so even by happenstance right. you can fall into oh you always say that on camera not thinking i need to remind her that i think sure. she's beautiful on two on wednesday morning right, when right, she's right. just going to get a facial or going to get her hair done like right. that i'm about to go to the hair uh stylist love it's are you thing. loving me on my way in when i got my i gotta get my hair done cap where's Correct. your love like on that day Correct. well you just smoothed it down Correct. and you put a hat on like when people are don't in, don't see me now in Mission Impossible, when they're hiding in the crowd, yeah. they got to put a baseball yes. cap on. That's black women going to the hairstylist. You know, do you find my my beauty there still? And I feel like um, I definitely was like, man, I can see. And this is why uh, film and music, mm -hmm. they're so valuable. In comedy, like art is so valuable because sometimes you can see your life reflected back to you yeah. on screen. And, you know, there's this whole, to add more to you, there's this perception that, oh, Kev, he mm. loves his wife. He mm. takes care of his kids. He's so loved, you know, blah, blah, blah. And those things are true. Those things are true. But the other part of it isn't, isn't uh, noticed as much. And the other, uh, the flaws are not as, as, as visible as the goodness. What's the opposite of flaws? I don't know. The great, Flawless. whatever. Yes. Let's just say that a lot of times there is work that doesn't even come to the love hour, right? Even in this that moment, that was a good way. Melissa will, even when it can be to her, oh, now dang, look what this goes through. She'll protect me even in that moment, mm -hmm. right? And I think you just are looking for that same thing, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it's like one time we we you know, this is years ago. Actually, it is years ago at this. Because 2020 was a year. Um, it's like, Kev, you make jokes, but don't don't go hard on me now. Right, right, right. Like, right, Farron right. has this thing that I love. We'd be joking on to here, and she'd be like, don't do my babe. Yes. Right? And there's a sense of, like, bro, like, there's got to be, like, a right. a group, or right. not a, uh, like, a united front yeah. type of thing. So um, I think there was a lot in that film that I was like, luckily I had, ah, shoot. You all right? Mm, okay. Let's do that shoulder out. Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. I threw it out last night too. Yeah, we were watching that movie. A lot of if I take a weird mo movement, because you know my rotator cover gone. Yeah, I know. So it didn't seem like a root. Uh, well, I did it last night, but this. I I didn't want to say nothing about it. And you gonna anyway. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'll just say this. Even when you're already working on something, mm -hmm. when you see that, oh, that ah, that's how that could have looked. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's mm, mm hmm. Okay, that's that's bad. And and for me, uh, two things can be true. I can be one of the most amazing husbands and fathers ever. Yes. But I can also be a work in progress. Here's where I found hope in this movie for myself. Okay. When she looked at Malcolm and she said, uh, "I look at you and I know this is the best you are ever going to be." Mm -hmm. That's where I was like, okay, now I know I might be a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, that was actually sad. I actually, that was, yeah, that, that was, was tough. a tough. That was tough because if you're not willing to work on yourself, that person has got to decide at your best and worst, which is what she was saying. I'm deciding. I, I'm deciding if I'm going to continue to be with you. Yes, because I know you are not, and I know that we've had a lot of friends who like this is just. It's, it's as far as he going to go. It's mm -hmm. usually the men. I, I'm not to be stereotypical. It's just, this is yeah, just trash women out there. experience. But like I'm talking about women though. Cause we're not, no, no, we don't no, come in trash. No, no, no. But <laughs> there's a lot of men who refuse to do any more work. Yeah. And if for all my flaws, which there are many, I am committed to being better. hundred percent. I don't accept. Yes. Bad. Absolutely. I don't accept wrong. I, I, it might take me some time, but I'm always committed to being better for my wife. And it's been it's been my turn for a while, <laughs> for, for the last couple of years, uh, to atone for a lot of stuff. But I'm always committed to the work as a husband and the self-work, which I'm realizing more and more because of therapy. The self-work that, that it is required of each individual, mm -hmm. I'm always committed to that. I'm always committed to learning and growing and being better. So Melissa can always say, he may be a lot of things, but that man going to work. Oh, that's to 100%, be better. True. 100% so. true. I, I appreciate that. And I think one of the things that I found to be really interesting about the film itself 
is uh, someone said, is it considered a love story? And I'm not going to lie. I found myself questioning <laughs> this as a love story. as yeah. well. I thought it was an accurate depiction of relationships and life. Um, and not, and I want to be clear again, I'm not saying so much like the toxicity of it and the unhealthy way in which they express themselves on both mm, ends. Because mm -hmm. that's not to say Zendaya did everything perfect either. And nope. while we're talking about you and I, that's not to say I, I do everything perfect either. Uh, everybody, let's be clear about that, okay? But um, at the root of what they're saying, I think those are the things that resonated with me in that we don't all have the right words to say what we're feeling. No. We don't always say what we're feeling in the right way. Yeah. That's just period. None of us are that. And, and even if you go to the schooling and you read the books and you listen to the podcast, it doesn't always come out right. You don't always hit the mark. I agree. I, and, and to add to that, mm -hmm. uh, especially in my life, a lot of times even I'm not talking about argument. I'm just talking about regular conversation. You're not aware of the the way your partner received something 100%. that might Although not have been your intention. Mean. No, no, no. I'm not. This is oh, separate from Malcolm and Marie. A lot of times you are conveying a message that you're not intending to. Sure. So that takes two people to rectify. Right. The person says, hey, this is how that makes me feel. And twofold, but keep going. And the, and the sayer adjusts to convey the actual message that they are trying to convey and and not share the message that they're not trying to convey. And even, uh, again, step, taking a step back from the movie, what Kev was saying was something that him and I dealt with where he would say something, and before I could even approach him, I often do this. I have to check myself. Mm -hmm. Is this something dormant in me that needs to be worked out? Or is it something that I need him to kind of adjust? You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. those are two folds. And I think that was um, one of the things that Malcolm said back to the, the problem with Malcolm's character is that he couldn't be right for being wrong. Right. And what I mean by that was he had valid points. They just came out every type of wrong. Mm -hmm. They they was just every type of wrong and so it's easy to get caught up in how he's saying things that you miss what he's actually trying to communicate and so even as I was watching it I was like because Kev kept he was looking at me and trying to talk and I'm like hush because I don't want to get caught up in the antics of what's being said I was trying to understand the meta message yeah. what is he actually trying to communicate and it sounded like he felt like Zendaya's character Marie was putting all the pressure on him mm -hmm. and not taking any accountability or responsibility for her part in this yeah and again that's not to excuse him because he was out here wilding okay a lot of the things he was saying was unnecessary mm. a lot of things he was saying was just to hurt her it wasn't even on point it wasn't even on the topic at hand he was just also i messed with this girl and matter of fact i still got her picture kiki it's in, in our the, bedroom kiki in the heart-shaped toe listen that's unnecessary detail kiki be sir. Dead shut today. up sometimes kiki be dead Listen, it was just unnecessary. But behind what he was saying, it felt like he was saying, you trying to take ownership for everything. Yeah. It's not all you. That's not to say I shouldn't have thanked you. Okay, let's all be clear. But it wasn't all you either. Yeah. But he didn't even know how to articulate that. So it just came across. He was condescending. He was berating her. He was, he was purposely trying to like crush her spirit. So any credit she could take, he was snatching that too. Yeah. I think that's a dangerous part of a relationship. The moment may pass, but when you say some things where you're trying to break someone down, they don't forget. Right. Like she was saying, right. those images are going to be, right. she took it a little lighter, but seriously, you say things that were spoken in the worst part of that person's day, worst part of their life, and you were like a soft place for them to land, and then you use that against them in an argument that throws everything into question. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you just go and you know throw yeah. things like that in my face, what yeah. what are we doing here? Right. Someone said he never made a point. I actually disagree. He never made a point. Yeah, I think Malcolm absolutely made a point. It was just drowned out in everything else. Yeah, I really do. Listen, you had to listen hard now. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I felt like you definitely had to listen hard. Um, 
but I think there was a point there. It was just shrouded in ego. Yeah. And it was shrouded in um, him trying to hurt her. He was just, he was, he was evil. Like he was so mean to this woman. It was just like, sir, get it together. Get it together. Um, And she just stood there. And then uh, we were even talking about, um, Hold on, I'm distracted because I keep looking at my skin here. Really quickly, I just need to shout out my skin. This is what happened. I got nervous. I was like, ah. No, I had a facial and then I had that IV. I feel like I look like I'm glowing from the inside out. <laughs> she said I got distracted by my skin. I got Every highlight. time I look down, I'm like, my skin is glowing. I don't think I put highlight on today. It looks great on camera. Maybe it's the camera. No, no, it looks good in life, but it, 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 it also is good. Listen, I got distracted by my own stuff. Okay, anyways, I felt like this is the other thing, and this is again um, something I felt like I've I've learned over time in reading podcasts, listening to books, and experts is that um, when you feel attack, you attack. Yes. And so I think that's what he was doing. And so it was difficult to hear what he was trying to say. But if you go back and watch again, I think it'll be it's a little easier because you're not so surprised and like angry (laughs) that he was talking to this woman like that, that it's a little bit easier to try to understand what he was trying to say. The difference, though, is Zendaya's character. Listen, I could relate to Zendaya in this way. When you thought about something over the course of t- a period of time, by the time you articulate it, it's clear. Mm-hmm. That doggone thank you monologue at the end. She and th- oh my gosh, I that's when I actually started crying. I don't know if anybody else I like cried that. during this movie, but literally it, it pricked me because it was the sit. Oh, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. It was the simple. Don't do it. It was the simple. Don't. No, it's not to you. Don't be personal. Don't take it personal. (laughs) It is the simple. I'm about to get it out. You guys are distracting me. Yes, I'm blaming this on you. Uh, It is the simple thought of her saying, again, at the very beginning, you didn't thank me. And he wants to talk about, oh, you jealous. Mm -hmm. This was another good point. I'm going to come back to this. When she was like, he was like, you don't you don't care. Or she said, you don't care. You take me for granted. You know I'm going to be here. And often people that you know are going to be here and taken for granted are forgotten. Yes. And that's how she felt. It's the indifference. It's that you actually don't care. Yes. Such a powerful bar to me where you feel like um, we've talked about this on the podcast. And Kev, I could never explain it. But the jealousy with. um, Yes. It made so much sense. Oh, my gosh. I think uh, we both got it. Uh, uh, at my boy. job. Okay, yep. so no, no, at Boeing. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. So I'm not work husband. No. Fob boy. So we had this story. Foreign object or from debris. Foreign object debris. We had this story when I worked at the bank, and the situation went down, and Kev was like ready to beat this man up. Him and his brother, look, Jason too. They was ready. Like I'll be at your job in five. Like I will beat this man up. And I was like, first of all, y'all are doing too much. Like I'm just trying to vent. Like chill out. Fast four years later, in case you never heard this story, I'm sure our Patreon's like, we know, Melissa, we've heard this before. But uh, fast forward two years later at uh, Boeing, and this guy said something that was sexual uh, harassment. Actually, someone was like, that's not sexual harassment. That's just like a sexual incident or something like that because they were like, harassment is actually continual, and it wasn't continual. But now I can't remember the word. So I'm going to use sexual harassment. If you're listening or watching, lady, I apologize. I don't remember the right word. Um so anyway, he did this. I tell Kevin. And from that incident, he was like, I'm going to be calm. I'm not going to do anything. And I was like, my N-word. Help me. I need you to be the this way you. The, time. the thing I got mad at you for doing last time is the right response. This is this the time. moment. This ain't a test. This is it. And so I could never describe like what I was feeling in that moment. And I think it was, even though I, I understand that for you, you're like, I learned. I'm going to do different. And I'm like, no, this is not the difference. So anyway, he didn't respond the way that I want. He want, I wanted him to or the way that I anticipated. And we had to have a conversation about it. And I don't I still don't think up until we just saw this movie that I've quite been able to describe that for me, it felt like indifference. And mm. I, it was a time where I wanted the jealousy to kick in because it was disrespectful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's just one of those stories. So as she was speaking, um, 
I don't know. They have a lot of like relationship. I, me myself personally, I don't think that this is a relationship that's sustainable. Like I feel no, like nah. this isn't a love story. This was a breakup story. Yes. They need to. I like, thought she was gone at the end. They they need to separate and move on. This is not a healthy relationship at all. Mm -mm. This is. I mean, of course, we don't have a lot of context, so we don't know if they are. Actually, we do because he was like, you always do this. He didn't even thank her for the mac and cheese. He didn't. She said, could there be anything more narcissistic than you berating me while you're eating the macaroni and cheese that I made you? And the macaroni and cheese looked trash because they didn't have HelloFresh. Come on, sir. If they had HelloFresh, they would have had a healthy meal preparable for them with the right food preparable. and ingredients all in one. Ain't nobody, ain't no grown man after the biggest night of his career want to eat box mac and cheese except Facts. Cleo Thomas. If they had HelloFresh, uh -huh. she would say, what you want? Chicken cacciatore? Boom. Jalapeno piccata? Matter of fact, what did we have this week, Rebecca? Pork and Plavano tacos. Uh -huh. If she would have doggone made pork and Plavano tacos, he would have said, man, I, I thank you. And I apologize. I sound like that. No way, thank you. I, I apologize for, for not thanking you enough because yes. this doggone pork and Poblano tacos from HelloFresh is A-OK. -okay. Right, right, And if right. I haven't, that macaroni and cheese probably was infuriating. Yes. And it ain't her fault. They ain't he in was, a new house. so loud. They're busy. They're fr frustrated. They ain't eating good food. Right. HelloFresh would never let that happen to you. Never, not, never, not ever. HelloFresh Easy Eats offering, offers you a ton of quick and easy meal solutions like 10 to 20 meals, low prep recipes, and quick breakfast and lunches. Perfect for your schedule or, for example, if after a award show you need to cook your spouse something to eat and you don't want to just make box macaroni and cheese because all of these look amazing. They're like shell-curated meals with all the flavorings and toppings and everything is pre-proportioned in the bags and you, it takes all the guesswork out of preparing and cooking meals so that way you can just make something that you know your family is going to enjoy. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LoveHour10 LoveHour10 and use code LoveHour10 for 10 free meals love hour 10 including free shipping go to hellofresh.com slash love hour 10 love hour 10 code love hour 10 for 10 free meals including free shipping love hour 10 um the last thing that i wouldn't say about this oh someone said that in the description it says uh this is not a love story. This is a story about love. Mm-hmm. That's it interesting. An, it was an ugly part of love. I think that's why so many people were triggered. In, oh, my gosh. In their love and relationships, a lot of people have had those moments. I think a lot of people can connect with a person just vilifying them. Yeah. Like, he was just like, is there a way I could kill you with words? Well, I'm going to try. He was, Here's I, everything you ever did. Remember that time you almost committed suicide? That's the other thing. You were the most vulnerable and transparent with your partner. And if anyone has done this, this is toxic. This is your toxic trait. If you bring it up and throw it back in anybody, not just your partner, it could be in friendship. It could be in friendship. It can be in friendship. That is mean and that is cruel. Yes. Don't do that. Yes, it is weaponizing, it is weaponizing their vulnerability. vulnerability. It is weaponizing vulnerability and that is mean and that is cruel and that was the hardest thing for him to do and she was like and then when she said no don't is she was like um yeah i i try to commit or i almost overdose overdose don't live through it because it's embarrassing yeah. and then someone will use it against you and i was just like my heart is broken into yeah that was my heart is broken into listen the one part of the movie that i can't we can't relate to at all is the doggone toxicity mm -hmm. to was that right yeah toxicity, toxicity. To to i what I, <laughs> i've said it faster been better i've never in my life just wanted to hurt melissa on purpose with pain. Like, I just can't If you're imagine. in a relationship like that, you got to go, fam. Yes. I that, I'd rather imagine. just sock me than just... I'd rather Melissa punch me in the face than be like, remember that time how you told me how you felt about your real dad? Oh, my you God. You sorry, soft, weak person. I'd be like, well, I'm going to go now it, and find an apartment because I can so never... Mean. Like, he literally brought up... Remember that time when you were in third grade and the bully oh, yeah. said you had a booger? Like, okay, you bring it up. And, let, me, let me tell you what. 
If you get into a point where you have somebody bring up hurtful things to win an argument, irrelevant to yes. the topic at this hand. This is the point over here. He's talking about this over here, sir. Make yeah, that is dangerous, manipulative Absolutely. behavior. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people on Twitter and people in here was like, I got to get out of here because it's pulling up feelings of people treating me like that. And a lot of times it's people modeling behavior, trying to win an argument. Uh, Kat said this earlier in the chat. Uh, when I learned to fight my fight the issue, not my spouse, it turned. Yes. And if they would have yes. made, if he would have, yes. imagine how short this movie would have been. If Malcolm would have said, thank you for the macaroni and cheese, I apologize. It was a great, man, man let me tell you what, what hurt. I might have a little bit tear in my eye, misty eye, and maybe one or two or seven fail. Her list of thankable items. Ciao. She was just looking for one thank you. But the P, and then he actually doggone based part of the movie on her. That was just ridiculous. But when he missed how much she did and how unspoken it was, what's that John Gottman, Four Horsemen of? Uh, the Five Apocalypse of Divorce. Resentment is one. Absolutely. She had and res- contempt. She had resentment and contempt towards him long before that movie career or movie premiere 100% and had he thanked her it would have went to bed a little bit still would have been there but you listen and there's some people in relationships that are resenting their partners 100% you know what I'm saying so again dangerous 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 behavior and verbal abuse is more difficult and much harder to navigate than physical physical is also bad but verbal is probably much more common. Well, the thing about, um, well, I mean, they're both bad. But uh, ver- verbal is very common. But the other thing is those are, that verbal abuse you carry, that'll ring in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll ring in your head. In the next, re- yeah, in the next relationship, it'll alter the way you interact with people, the way that you see yourself. Um, yeah, that stuff is hard. And it's part of the reason, uh, this is just kind of an aside, but part of the reason I struggle specifically with this season of Married at First Sight because I'm like, Paige is going to have a lasting man as a result of being on this season of Married at First Sight. It feels, we said this in the episode, it feels mean, it feels uh, mean-spirited, it feels cruel. Yes. And that's the kind of stuff that you will break your spirit moving forward. And that's, it, it's just really unfortunate. The other thing is, um, oh, what was I going to say? He was talking about her and her drug addiction, this, that, and the third. She smoked, but he was drunk. He was yeah. drink. He probably had like four. And he switched from light to dark. Yeah, he was halfway through. You can't go from vodka to him. Yeah. And the other thing I didn't like. A drunk <laughs> mind speaking the- sober man's stuff. Yeah, we got to start with it. Why? Because it's an excuse to be mean. We have to be careful that in our honesty, we don't forget tact. No, no. I'm saying a drunk mind speaking sober man's thoughts. Like, you felt that way soberly. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I just feel like, because uh, I was saying it was honest. And what I mean by oh, honest, that's what I meant yeah. an honest portrayal oh, of yeah, 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 yeah. But just because you're honest doesn't mean that I can just say whatever I want, however I want mm-hmm. to you. That's not honest. That's mean. That's mean. And that's 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 that unacceptable. Vile. Yeah, that's unacceptable. He, I want to snap you like a twig. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was one of the funniest things. Absolutely. Yes. Two things. Thank you, Bex. You brought up two good points. His ego was hurt. Absolutely. So he wanted to hurt as well. And what he wanted us was her to be a supportive friend on his biggest day. Mm-hmm. And that's like when I went upstairs to say my sketch idea and you were like, I want you to be better. And yeah. I like, I want you to be blindly right. supportive in this moment. Right. You can tell me to be better later. And because she didn't respond in the way he wanted, he took it per like remember at the beginning, his whole thing was, This is my biggest day, you doing this on my biggest day, you doing this on my biggest day. Um actually he doing it because she said go to bed. She really did. He done walked into she, that. But anyway. That she was trying to be and handle this healthy. He wouldn't allow her. And so she was struggling and kind of like went into it with him, like met him there. So yeah. we just going to limbo today, I guess. But the other thing is that uh, he, I mean, I guess it goes without saying, but he was manipulative as well. Yeah, It was like everything after everything. It's like, I really love you, girl. I love you, girl. You can't berate me and then fall like button that up with. I love you. 
Yeah. That's that that don't match, sir. And this if this is what love feels like. If this isn't love, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Also, somebody just said something that was a good point and I forgot. No, there was no physical violence, but I mean he was yes, evil. This is an argument throughout the entire show. Oh yeah, when he Yeah, he was there's a scene where she's in the the bathtub and I felt like she was like ready to be done with it. She mm. took a bath, washed the day off. That's what sometimes what I do. Let me wash this day off, wash this energy off. And he came in there and was just like, let me remind you of all my ex-lovers, what I did to them, how they showed Man, up in the movie. Just, it was just mean. And he didn't even have to go that hard. He no. could have just been like, this part character was this person. This was this person. This wasn't all you. Yes. But instead, he said that. And also, I had sex with this girl, and I still think about it. I, Hold on. Now, What? that ain't even in the movie. The person that I talked to on the way here that told me that one of her exes reminds her of him said that he did that to her. Really? I was on the way here almost in tears. Dang. I was like... Why? That's stabbing. Why did you not tell me? That's what they said. She thought he was going to stab him for real. When she was doing the scene, the only thing with that scene, I'm happy it ended up the way that it did. But in the midst, in real time watching it, and obviously not knowing what's going to happen, I was fin to be about angry. Fin to be about angry at the writers because I felt like um, it would have minimized everything. It would have minimized everything she said had she. Actually, I, I'm just off my medication and I relapse and like now I want to kill you or kill myself. I felt like the whole everything would have been like, well, she was crazy. And that's what he was trying to tell her anyway, is that she was crazy. So for that, I felt like it would have like proven his point. So then when she came up out of it and was like, and that's why you should have cast me. I was like, my N-word. Oh, now you're back to doing that part? Correct. <laughs> the one part that he could have been right about if he weren't a terrible person her giving up on acting without giving it her all and then saying, why didn't you cast me? And he'd be like, why don't you do that in the audition? Yeah. Like that part I could see, like you got to give it your all and don't blame me if you don't do that all. Yeah. But really, what she was saying, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I think what she was saying is you didn't see me like that. You didn't allow me to be like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like that was the only point he made. made. I agree. I agree. It was hard because I felt like Again, that was the only point that he made was her <laughs> was one for sixty eight. I mean, listen, that's what I'm saying. That, that was, and you have to, to me, even in arguments or when I'm talking or even when I hear people talk, sometimes people give clues as to what's in their hand. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes we get caught up in everything else that they're saying that you miss it. Right. And so that was the one clue where he kind of articulated what he was saying. And again, it went off the rails because then he went to like everything else. Um, But I say all that to say that I do think all of us might, and this is a revelation I had to have that I still have to be accountable to the actions and the choices that I make. Yes, you do. I still have to be accountable to those. And I can't blame everyone else for my position. It reminds me of the conversation that um, this is us had. Um, Beck, I mean, uh, uh, Beth and uh, Beth and Randall. Randall. And his response, similar to his, is that that's a revisionist history. Yeah. That's not actually what happened. That's yeah. not how I remember it. And it's so interesting because we're having the same experience and coming out with two different takeaways. Yes. And that's often what happens in relationships. And whatever the difference is, where there is no overlap in my interpretation of this and your is where the disagreement is. Absolutely. Anything else? I hate the way he eats macaroni and cheese. I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to pull my TV off the wall. I have never seen someone make so much noise. It was I barbaric. Hate, I hate loud eaters and I hate when people move their food around too much. And he was doing both. He just I was like, I wanna I wanna kill you. I want Oh Josh. And it was It was the like he was worst. Barking. It was the it was worse than a dog. I was like, sir. 
Ain't no macaroni and cheese out of a blue box that delicious. Ever. It was too hot. Unless you give me a brand deal, Kraft. And we love you. I was like, stop it. I'm here to tell you. I'm never going to eat that macaroni and cheese again. Blue box macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, that was the only other thing. And today is an amazing actress. John David is amazing. So, really quickly, can we talk about that and then we can close this out? I. Me, myself, personally, this is my opinion. <laughs> I thought Zendaya nailed her role. Uh, she was real grown up. She's real all grown up. I thoroughly, and this film did make me a fan of John David. John David, um, Yeah, I mm-hmm. actually, I think I became a fan of him from this. However, I would say... I felt Zendaya outacted him. Uh, I, fe- she, I felt she embodied. I First of all, let me preface this with this. Isaiah and Joe were her biggest fans on Shake It Up. Yeah. When Isaiah was doing Little Rascals rehearsals, Joe happened to be there this day. Yeah. The Shake It Up kids were in that same studio. They got to meet them. Zendaya was taller than me that She's day. She's heck at all. She had Jordans on and so I had sandals. Cute. She's just a pretty girl. But she was so nice. And Zay and them were like... Oh my, it's Zendaya. Yeah, I remember. And she was by far the biggest star to them. They're like, all right, man, white kid, white kid. But Zendaya, she was so nice, so gracious. But to watch her go from Shake It Up to Euphoria, if you have not seen her in Euphoria, she is so freaking. That monologue, when she wanted the drugs from her boy and he wouldn't sell it to her. Door. I said, girl. Yeah, man. The range. Oh, my God. I mean, in acting, they teach you about making choices. Like, your goal is to get the drugs. Now, your obstacle is he doesn't want to give right. it to you. What? How are you going to do it? And she tried everything. I said, oh, this girl can go. Oh, yeah. She's but this movie. Phenomenal. She is funny. She's charismatic. She's crying. She embodies she it. She conveys a mo- and she's great. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she, she can be can. geeky normal, she but she really conveys emotion too. without talking. Well, right. Even when that bathtub um, scene when it was just framed say. on her, and it was even the way um, the eyeliner was slightly smudged yeah. from being in the water and talking all night, and the way that her hair was, and even when uh, this is kind of funny, but even when she's like gets out the tub, they're still arguing, and she's just like in a wife beater and underwear, and I'm just like, yes, this is real life. Relatable when Liz when Liz saw her take the eyelashes off, Liz was like, now that's called acting, because after a long night, let me get these. Listen. I got a pee. And I want to get these lashes She did off. the shimmy down with them uh, pantyhose. I said, ma'am, this is life. Yeah, nah. Yeah, And also, nobody, this, smoking is bad. Smoking is not cool. Yes. However, Zendaya looked cool smoking. She did not. She was, I thought he did. She looked like she ain't never picked up a cigarette in no, her life. No, she did it through her felt, nose. I didn't. I was You're not wrong. believable. Me and Bex are right. Yeah. Him or her? Oh, it looked awkward to me. Yeah. Uh, well, y'all agree. I'm outvoting. John David was good too. No, I agree. It's just like this is the difference, though. I felt like some he of really his sound like Denzel to me. His cadence a little bit is when yeah. he gets loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He definitely that's, that's, he has his daddy's, con- his, uh, his daddy's cadence, and even sometimes the way he kind of goes up on words. Yeah. is kind of Denzel. He's kind of lighter than Denzel. He is if that definitely. Makes sense. Yeah, no, he is. I agree yeah. with that. The other thing is that. Um, Again, uh, Rebecca and I were talking about this earlier, and I think it has more to do with the the writing of it. And I get it, it was kind of like playy, which I enjoyed a lot. Some people didn't like that it was like so basic and in black and white. Yeah, well, it was during and, the quarantine. They didn't have a lot of locations and stuff. But I felt like this wasn't a movie about. It was about dialogue. Yeah, it was about dialogue and emoting uh, emotion. Yeah. Um, but I felt like some of it was a disservice to John because the dialogue was so lengthy and thick and kind of loaded dense. that I it was, dense. It was that dialogue it was, was dense. hot water cornbread and so I felt like he like, couldn't grief, man. Uh, he was trying to get it all out yeah that it's kind of vomiting. hard to make it dynamic absolutely um and kind of hit the high points and have all of the emotion which I'm not gonna fault him for it was just very dense yeah. dialogue and there's some comments in patreon there's a whole different argument which would be a whole different episode about a white writer saying oh, yeah, these yeah, things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Barry Lev or uh, uh, Sam Levinson, what he was trying to say about Spike Lee and Barry Jenkins, 
Melissa and I have chosen to focus on the marriage part of that, that right, right, topic right. worthy of discussion, but Absolutely. on a different podcast yeah, yeah, on yeah. a different day, because it's a whole different point of view. And we couldn't talk about both. And this point of the podcast is about the love aspect of it. Yeah. But it's worthy of conversation. Love to hear your thoughts on that. That was the main point of uh, contention on Twitter was uh, Sam Levinson writing. But that again, worthy of com- worthy of conversation. Is. You just decided not to cover it today because this is the love hour, not the race hour. Hello. Uh, and and I'm sure that there will be someone that discuss it and will do it far more justice yeah. than I ever could. Yeah. Um, okay, anything else? No, I think it was a great episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Proof. If you haven't watched uh, this movie and you're interested in it, I recommend it. Yeah. If you don't want to watch this movie at all i also recommend you don't watch it like it's just one of those things that it's not like you have to see this it it. is so good i'll probably never watch it again no um i actually might i was just gonna say cinematography and blocking and camera shot that's the only reason why i would recommend watching a josh and there's a sketch i want to do with me and melissa and i want you to shoot it so i want you to yeah, I want you He's to watch to be it put in the game. and put a stabilizer, but I want you to watch it first. And we got to shoot it next week for Keep Your Distance because I can't shoot this week. Okay. okay. The right. other thing is that, um, yeah, I thought it was done really, really well. And Why can Barry Jenkins write about gay people, but I can't write for black people? That's what that dude was trying to say in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spike Lee! I know. I actually, Who brings up Barry Jenkins three times in a it movie? It was a lot. Like, bro, leave Barry Jenkins out of it. It was a lot. That was when it was Sam Levinson talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. The film critic part of the movie was Sam Levinson. And I felt that was the chunky dialogue from John David that I was like, you're kind of going off on a tangent right now. Angel calls that masturbatory theater. And I I mean. What does that mean? That means he's just like, I love words. I want to say words. I want to get as many words out. I'm just. I'm filming a critic. Correct. Correct. That's kind of what I felt like. Okay, you. I feel like you need to make a different movie about your feelings about film criticism and all that stuff. That was. It made sense in the story, but it was just like, oh, enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, if you are triggered or if you have, you know, one of the a, a toxic relationship in your past, oh, and yeah. this will be a tr- don't watch it. Mm-hmm. And I like seriously, do not watch it. You'd be it better off be... going to therapy for an hour and be like, you know, what? I really talked about this. Yeah, because uh, it, it, it listen, it has a lot in it. Uh, with that said, I actually may watch it one more time. <laughs> I may watch it one more time, but the reason why is because I enjoyed the dialogue. Yeah. And I love understanding, um, you know, just kind of the meta messages and what we often say, but that's often still not said. Yes. And so that's the kind of stuff that that yeah. really interests me. So I think that's it. Thank you guys so much. Please leave your comments down below if you have seen this movie. Let us know what you think about Malcolm and Marie and um, your thoughts and takeaways uh, from the movie. Until the next episode. Bye. 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 Ha, ha, ha.